This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, top of the day to everybody, and it is book land, and I'm going to be talking more about the extravaganza for Author You, one of our sponsors, later on in the show, but I, I just have to tell our listening world we are so, so excited because Guy Kawasaki will be our opening keynote on May 3rd here in Denver. And if you don't know who Guy Kawasaki is, you certainly should. He is the, or you know who Apple Computer is. Guy was the chief um, evangelist for Apple years ago. He also has, just happens to have 1.2 million Twitter followers. And he has uh, a book that is, people are just really rocking and rolling about called Ape. That stands for author, publisher, and entrepreneur. And actually, Guy is going to be on the show here in um, two weeks. Well, he will be our guest and we will be getting going bananas with Guy on Ape. But what makes him so special is he created one of the super, super, super blogs with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers called Alltop. And Guy knows publishing. He's a multi, multi New York Times bestseller. And he actually has split and is now publishing on his own. So you want to go to the Author You Extravaganza and you get information for our listeners at Author You with the letter U.org. But we're going to be doing something else, which we're also going to be talking about at the Extravaganza. And we're talking about literary agents. Here I just told you that Guy has broken ranks and is now taking control and doing his own. And there are times when you want to do that. I'm one of those that did that too. But there's also times when it absolutely is the right fit to publish traditionally. And you don't want to go that route without having a guide along the way. So we're going to be talking about literary agents. We're going to get into the good and the bad and the ugly. And we'll start with what is a literary agent. And with us this hour is a insider to literary agents and actually one of the interesting things and he'll tell us a story is how he came about to become a literary agent before he does what he does now because it's an inside path but with us is mark malatesta and mark went undercover as a literary agent for five years to really find out how to get his own books published. During that time, he became an agent himself. He's helped many authors launch their writing careers with major publishers like Random House. His authors have gotten nice six-figure advances. They've been on the New York Times bestseller list. They've been picked up for TV, stage, and feature film with companies, oh, like Paramount Pictures and DreamWorks. And now, Mark helps authors of all genres get top agents 
publishers, and book deals through his new consulting company called Literary Agent Uncover. So we're going to be we'll give you access to how to get a hold of his free articles and audio trainings and the, the actually an agent directory with 1,300 agents listed in it um, as we progress through the program. But with that, let's welcome Mark. Hi, how are you, Mark? Hi, Judith. I'm fantastic and. Uh... Uh, great introduction, and uh, I love uh, your introduction for the show and the fact that I'm on the Rockstar Radio Network. That's I got I got to get one of those. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Rockstar so, and I, uh, Radio Network. I, I can't wait to be at the extravaganza, and I hope everybody who's listening is is already, if they haven't already gone to authoru.org to check that out because um, that's a major deal to have guy there. Oh, it is, and also here's the other guy. That's guys. Our Friday morning on the third, our our Saturday morning on the fourth, happens to be a small guy in the publishing industry by the name of Kevin Breyerman. And who is Kevin? He just happens to be the publisher of Publishers Weekly, and that, that is the Bible. The Bible. He knows all the inside scoop, and and he's going to actually talk about the good, bad, and ugly of publishing. So. Let's talk about agents. So, Mark, what's a literary agent? Well, uh, <laughs> let's, let's just start really? at the top. <laughs> what, what's that? <laughs> let's just start at the top. Tell yeah, our no, listeners. It's, it's, it's really good not to assume that everybody knows. And, um, you know, I know some people are thinking they're a necessary evil or there are all kinds of bad jokes about agents. But um, if you're an author who wants to get a traditional publisher like Simon & Schuster or HarperCollins, someone like that, you really need nowadays, you need an agent as your representative, and that's a synonym for literary agent, uh, is author representative, to basically be your, um, the person who stands there for you, approaches publishers on your behalf, and basically sells your book. I mean, that's the short and simple of it. And is your advocate. Absolutely, absolutely. So the the... Literary agents do so many different things, and it depends on their skill sets and passions and experience. But the, the only thing they really all have in common is selling your book. That's really the only thing you can expect. And then if problems crop up during the pre-publication uh, publication process or after publication, uh, they're the one that gets to basically be the bad cop and kind of go fight your battles for you so you can continue to have a great relationship with your editor and not have any drama. I am so glad you said that because I remember saying when I used to be represented by William Morris and I, I remember saying to Mill, I said, look at, look at, I don't want to be the bad jerk here. I, it's, that's your job. That's what you get paid for. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and I want to be, you know, I want to be pleasant and nice. And what you're doing is really putting me in the position where I'm turning into a real witch and that's not okay. Because you need to do your job, dude. Well, and that's, so. that's a great little side note. I don't want to jump ahead too far, but I'll forget if I don't say it right now, is there are different kinds of agents. So as people are researching agents, some agents won't want to be the bad guy. They're more, they're more concerned about their relationship with publishers uh, than they are doing what's best for you. So you really got to have someone who has some backbone and knows how to get things done and isn't, is willing to get their hands dirty, and not everybody is. So that's that sounds like Mark. One of the key questions you have to ask really up front: Are you willing to be the bad guy? Right, or you know, or at least um, have a way. To, well, yeah, I I wouldn't mind being direct, um, but it, it's one of those things where you you only have so many questions you can ask a prospective agent um, before you know before it, it gets ugly or they just kind of lose interest. So um, I, the, that's one of the questions you could maybe find out online uh, through references, forums, things like that. Um, but very, very key to look for that. 
Mm-hmm. Is there is there a, 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 a naughty place, a blacklist, that one can go to to see where authors do comment about agents? There, there is, and I mean, um, I just, you know, you reference, and we'll tell people how to get it later, but um, I just put together the, the biggest, most accurate agent directory on the Internet. And when I was doing that, I mean, I, I scoured every single resource, starting with my personal Rolodex, but then I looked at every directory out there, and I did a lot of Googling. Um, and that, that's when I really learned, because I didn't really need to research agents before that. It was just publishers, that if you Google anybody, you can find anything. You'll find the good, the bad, and the ugly, like you said. And there, um, there's no particular place to get it except really Google, because there are a lot of writers' forums and different threads mm-hmm. that you can okay. find that good, juicy gossip. So for our listeners, here's what you do. You put in the name of the agency or the particular agent, and then after it, you just want to put the word, a word like problems or scams or yeah. conflicts or Beware, warning. Yeah. And any of those keywords and do them all and just see what pops up and follow them and, you know, pay attention because I've, I've written, I've talked about on the air. I do it on my blog about the publishing predators and invariably I get emails saying, so I've just signed with this person and it's not looking so good. What do I do? Well, you know, they came through that chain and they never paid attention to what the warning signs were so author beware author beware author beware all right so let's 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 move on then here and and you know you you were the undercover so and mark you do have kind of a glorious story that uh, let's tell them how you became an undercover agent okay well it's it's kind of funny i mean um i i love meeting young authors because it's kind of like those movies and books where you see the main character who meets someone young and they say oh you remind me of of me when I was younger, and um, that's why I love younger authors, because when I became an agent, I was just a couple years out of college, uh, didn't know anything about anything, and all I knew was I wanted to be a published author, um, and, uh, but, you know, that can take a while, so uh, I was looking through the newspaper in between jobs back when we had newspapers um, and <laughs> classified sections, and there were jobs available, and there was a guy in South Florida named Eric Alterman who had a small startup literary agency, and he was also a closet writer. That was the main reason he started it. And a year and a half into it, he found out how hard it was. He'd sold a few books, but the only one uh, to a decent publisher uh, was with Simon & Schuster, and the rest were all small presses. And his college buddies, he was 34 at the time, invited him to move to Orlando um, and do venture capital with him. They were all entrepreneurs. And uh, so he went off to do that, but he didn't want to kill the agency, so he ran an ad. Uh, 150 people or so applied, and he chose me. And the, the thing that won out for him, was, which what I look for in authors, is you know he knew he could trust me, and he, he knew I was passionate enough about getting my own stuff published that that might pull me through all the hard years of, of building an agency. Well, it, let me ask you this then: Is what are the requirements to be a literary agent besides passion and being a puppy dog and going for it? Well, <laughs> that's the scary <laughs> part, you know. Well, <laughs> it, that's the great thing about the United States, right? And if anyone wants to be a coach or a consultant or expert of any kind, un- unless you're doing legal consulting or medical or something like that, you can pretty much just hang out a shingle. Um, and that—that's what I did. And uh, you know, author beware for all you writers. Literary agents need absolutely nothing except a business card, and a lot of them don't even have websites. Now, that was great for someone like me because it was an opportunity, and and I made the most of it, and it paid off. But you you have to be real careful 
about signing up with a, a new agent with no track record that you know just talks about their passion, but they have no sales history. Yeah, exactly. All right, so you have to ask the questions. You have to ask reference and who, what authors have you rep? Do you rep? And what books have you sold? Those would be questions I'd be asking. Yep. Uh, and looking at them. And then I, we have one more minute, about 30 seconds. But here's another tip I would give to all our authors looking. I, I am a huge reader, and I've always told people when you're looking for agents, um, when you're reading in, in your genre, when you're reading in your genre, if your book's in that genre, most authors give kudos to their agent in their acknowledgments and their editors. Pay attention. If you like it, I, I would have no fear of contacting them directly. And what would you think about that? Uh, a- absolutely. That's that's the best place to okay. start with your list. Perfect. All right, here we'll be right back. You're listening to your guide to book publishing with me. My guest is Mark Melasta, and you're you're here, literary agents. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good? If you already have a book out, You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. sell stuff? Do you want to sell books? Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. The Free Terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract, all equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author U and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no-contract Author U deal. Every picture tells a story, and it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for 
excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. I, I told Mark that I wanted him to tell me um, what was it like, what did it feel like, and, and what was his first big sale, and, and what did he do after he got it. But before we get into that, um, I, I, I wanted to ask him a couple of other questions, make sure we cover these in the in this segment that, you know, if you're outside the U.S., because I know we have a lot of listeners that are in Australia and, and England and other countries that um, if they're outside the U.S., is it, you know, can we can you hook up with a, a agent here for representation and does it make sense? And 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 literally, not only how do they work, but how do they get paid? And then finally, I, I think we need to talk about some of the pros and cons besides getting the bad apple in the lot. So I, I guess we also need to say, you know, how do you divorce one if it's not working? So with that, let's lead into Mark. What happened? How'd you feel when you got that first sale as this young kid knew off the block? And how long did it take you? Um, it was tremendous. I don't, I don't remember exactly how long it took and the, the irony, because you asked me this during the break, I, I don't even remember what I did for myself to celebrate when I got the first big deal, um, but I remember real clearly what I did for the author, because um, that, that was huge to me, and I was so grateful to have that first big client, but his, his name is Jim Brown, and uh, you, you know, not, not the football player, but jimbrownbooks.com. He writes suspense thrillers. And uh, we got him a six-figure offer, um, and that's kind of when everything broke open for me. Um, wow, and, that's a skyrocket first deal. Yeah, and it, it was that wasn't my first deal, but I mean that was the first big deal where I'm like, okay, this is this is for real. I I do know what I'm doing, um, you know, and like on on a big stage. And so to celebrate, I actually called him that same day. I think it was a Thursday, and I told him to cancel his plans um, for the next day and. Uh, arranged a really beautiful dinner at the nicest restaurant there in his town, um, champagne, roses on the table for him and his wife. Um, and so uh, I, I hope he will remember that forever. You know? Oh, lovely. And so he wasn't in the same city you were in? No, he was in, uh, where was he at the time? I think he was in Fresno. Um, mm-hmm. 
or uh, and then, but that, but that's kind of like I want to give one other quickie, like the flip side, like that's the big flash, like the the mm-hmm. big thing everyone dreams of. But it can mm-hmm. happen the other way too. Actually, my oh, yeah. most successful author ever is Harry Harrison Jr., who just wrote um, a bunch of little gift books for for dads and and for moms. And he's actually sold millions of of copies. And he ended up on the New York Times bestseller list. But it actually took a while. Um, it was his second book that actually did it. Um, and it, it, you know, I won't I won't tell you for confidentiality the advance I got him, but it, it was small. I mean, we had multiple publishers interested, but it was still a mo- very modest advance. But over time, it, it became just huge. Well, and and it sounds like he was in the right place at the right time. They were ready for him. And, and did you agent him the whole time? Did you maintain your agency relationship? Yep, ab- absolutely. And I'm, I'm really proud of that one because it was actually with a publisher, Workman, that does. they say they don't like series, and yet they have all these books that are series. and so Yes, they do. <laughs> it's, it's really bizarre. And I, it literally took me two or three years to convince them in person meetings, flying from Florida to New York, multiple phone calls to, to twist their arm to get them to turn it into a series. Um, and so, yeah, there are four books in that, that series now. So what I want to say to our listeners is that when Mark just said that he had multiple phone calls to New York to twist their arms, to start thinking about a little bit more uh, globally in this distribution area, as well as multiple books. So that's that's a, a good example of a good agent, that, that they will do that, that, that you have that advocate relationship versus being treated, which is unfortunate, by what I call benign neglect that they sign you, they take their percentage, and basically it's next, whoever's next. <laughs> Throw it all at the wall and see what sticks. Well, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's an unfortunate commentary on publishing um, that has that. Well, I, I love the Jim Brown story. I think that's great, and, and, and the other gift book story. So how do they, um, how do agents get paid, Mark? Um, well, it depends if they're ethical or not. So, so, <laughs> so the okay. legitimate agents only collect 15% of whatever they make for you, clean and simple. So you don't pay them anything up front. Uh, the checks go to them, um, and they, within, you know, usually like seven days, they'll send you your 85% with a full accounting and all of that. That's how it works. Unethical agents, they try to throw in all kinds of extra stuff. Um, I have a great article um, coming out tomorrow that, that the name of it is, would you sign this contract? Um, a contract that one of my coaching clients was offered uh, last week, and I totally discouraged her from signing it because they, they and it's real fine print. You know, it says at first, like, we, we do, you know, we will pay for our own travel, entertainment expenses, all of that. And so if you're reading fast, you go to the next clause. But if you keep reading that clause, it says, however, if we sell your book, we're going to deduct all of those expenses. And I'm like, wait a minute, travel, entertainment? I don't think so. All right, so they and 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 that's what their fifteen percent is supposed to cover. Part of that's part of their overhead. Yeah, it's common practice. Fifteen percent covers their expenses. You shouldn't have to worry about any extra kind of fees. Mm-hmm. And if there are foreign sales or movie rights, because you've done things like that, mm-hmm. um, what percent do you do you take that fifteen percent also? It's all that that bumps up to twenty percent, and what it's called is well, if you do it yourself, it might be fifteen, but a lot of places they'll they'll bring in a co-agent that has more experience, and then you charge twenty percent, and then you guys split it. The two Got agents it. split the commission. 
So it's a, that it would be a 10-10 or, or 15-5, right. whatever you all work out. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got that. Now, what about working with clients who are not in the country that the agent resides in? I love that question for two reasons. One is you have some clients, um, well, first of all, if you're international, I, I always pitch international agents if their book is in English. And if their book has any um, U.S. appeal for American market, I recommend try to get a U.S. agent first, even if you're somewhere like the U.K. The reason is um, the most powerful agents, for the most part, with a few exceptions in the U.K., they're really here in the U.S. And so if you approach a U.S. agent and get a deal, then they will help you get agents in other countries or they'll help you with those rights. But if you come to a U.S. agent later, and let's say you already have a, an agent in Canada or in the U.K. or somewhere, um, then they don't feel like they have control over everything. There are potential conflicts um, of them not being able to do what they might want to do or make all the money, and so they're going to be less interested. So so your advice, I'm, I'm going to read between the lines, your advice is then that it's, it's best not, if, if your goal is to, to hook into a US, age, uh, U.S. agent, you want to start there? Yep, and then if, if you strike out then, and you live in the U.K., then try to get an agent in the U.K. Okay, that sounds good to me. And is, do agents globally do this, the 15%? Is that kind of a global recognition? That's a really good question. Um, I, I'm not going to pretend to know that. I, I don't know. I, I do know that um, literary agents around the world, it's very slim pickings. Um, and there are some countries that are better than others. But, you know, one of my clients, uh, I've worked with a lot of clients in India, for example. Um, I've helped some pitch their stuff here, and then I've helped others get agents in India. But, you know, the, I've had one in-depth conversation, and he said it's really not good here. Uh, there aren't that many, and you don't trust that they're going to do much of anything for you. Um, well, that, that, I have to tell you, that's been my experience with my foreign mm-hmm. sales, and I've had 16 of them. But, oh, wow. And, okay, there you okay. go. Yeah, and I view it as mailbox money. <laughs> whatever <laughs> comes, bonus. What, what, bonus. Whatever comes in the mailbox, I'll probably never see another nickel <laughs> after that. You take a that. trip with that foreign money, but you don't pay your rent with it. Yeah, well, you know, we've 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 had some nice. I mean, some years we we would make anywhere from ten to fifteen thousand dollars a year. I mean, you don't bank on it or expect it. Oh no, 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 no! It's mailbox money. It's a happy right. surprise, and <laughs> that. Um, and I also believe that when whatever you get the first go around is probably going to be pretty much what you're going to get because that getting accountability post the deal is almost impossible. That's very true. Almost impossible. And although I will tell you, our listeners, I did get a check from Malaysia for $2.37 after the initial payment. And, and I was so stunned, I just couldn't cash the check. <laughs> I kept it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I mean, I just I couldn't believe I'd actually got a check. All right. So it, 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 it makes sense to if, if you're going to go down this route. So, what should you look for? Um, and we've got a we've got about a what about a minute to go here. So, I think maybe I'm going to set this up before we go into. So, what I want you to do is, what do we look for in this agent? We did talk about, you know, are you going to go to fight for me and in that? Is it going to be anything else? And then, Mark, what I want you to do is kind of a deep dive into how do we go about finding these animals? And I know you've got a great resource for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's other resources out there. So let's get into the pros and cons and, and I guess the dreaded 
query letter. All right. And with that, we're going to be right back. This is Judith Bryles. My guest is Mark Malatesta. We are talking literary agents. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Do you need postcards that make a statement? How about business cards, flyers, brochures, or NCR forms? TuVets is the solution for all your printing needs. Providing services specially designed for authors, we deliver exceptional quality colored printing. Most important of all, we specialize in reducing your printing costs. No more waiting. No more standing in lines at your local printer. Online proofing. With our pricing tools calculator, you can get instant quotes on all your printing products, as well as shipping rates all over the United States. Just a few clicks of the mouse and you're on the way to discovering how easy and convenient online color printing should be. Contact our friendly, human, account representatives. We recognize that you want answers, not voice prompts. Visit our website at www.tu-vets.com or call one 800 894-8977. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. 
Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Always at this time of our show, we have one of our sponsors on, and I get to be the sponsor today between the author, you, who is one of our sponsors on the show. And we opened up and mentioned, and Mark and I were both chatting about the extravaganza that's coming up and having Guy Kawasaki and Kevin Brierman coming in. But there's also a lot of key players who are all about making your author and book life literally achieve rock star status so we have uh, distributors in play we have got people who are into really heavy-duty market strategy we're going to have a little booth set up that if you want to have a live video done to drop into your website and the like you've got that we have a whole session called pick their brains that keeps going on where you really do it's like speed dating all day long where you can sit down for 15 minutes and literally we have 15 minute hourglasses that you can go in and pick the brains of our various experts that we will have in there. One of the good things is we bring in over 30 national publishing author service providers. And at this point, I can tell you it's 95% already sold out. People who, who, who the buzz is out, they're coming back. Um, I mean, that's how we got Guy Kawasaki. So we want to, I want to come play with you, which we love to have that going playing and, and going ape with him. But the reality is that if you want to be seriously successful with your author and book career, if you want to learn how to market it and use all the gizmos and gadgets, Beth Zinus will be here. And we've had Beth on the show a couple of times, and she's your nerdy best friend. This woman knows more apps, more gadgets, no more ways that you can maneuver and do things, and she will be here. Georgia McCabe, who knows social media inside and out, will be here. And we will have next week the full roster of the agenda uh, laid out. We have a newbie in advance session starting at 12.30 to 4.30, starting at 5 o'clock. We have the deep dive dinner workshop on Thursday the 2nd. Joel Friedlander, who has been on the show several times, who grew his blog from two to 40000 in a year, insider tips on how to do it, where to do it, what worked, what didn't work. And you'll find that all our speakers are there. They're extraordinarily approachable because they want you to be seriously successful too. So if that's you, you want to go to authoru.org and you want to sign up and get there to Denver, Colorado. And one of the great things about AuthorU is we feed your belly as well as your brain. So all meals starting Thursday night are included. So, Mark, back to you. And you know what? I have to say one thing before you ask me another question, which is every time I'm with people um, and you're there, I always feel obligated to tell people that you're the real deal. And one of the few people I know in the um, self-publishing space that I actually trust, that I know does a really great job with authors, and you actually know as much about marketing self-published authors as you do the process of getting the books printed or on Kindles and things like that. So, oh, oh yeah, that. marketing. Yeah, marketing. I'm a marketing nut. Um, I will say that. I, I, and, and that is one of the reasons why authors fail. 
I mean, there's multiple reasons. One is they fail to enter their books. The second is that they don't get and understand this publishing business. And I don't care if your game plan is to go the traditional path, secure an agent, get a deal with New York, or you're going to learn how to do it yourself, or you can do one of these hybrids that's all in between. you got to understand what in the heck is going on and what this thing publishing is all about. So that's one of the critical things. And another critical reason it fail is they just rush they try to rush it too quickly and they end up creating a a sloppy project and then the the big four is they think okay i've written it i put it together then i know they're going to come no they won't you have to go to them and you have to market it and you market it like crazy so people ask me how did you get on oprah so many times and how did you get on donnie all these times and how did you get that four-page spread in people magazine and how did you get in time and how'd you get into wall street journal and why are you on cnn and blah 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 because I worked my tush off and I yeah. learned how to pitch it. So that's what you learn at Author You, people. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. All right. So, Mark, um, let's come back to the, one of these things that I led into about, you know, some of the pros and cons. And um, and I wanted to get into contracts and, right. and some of the things of what are the, the key questions? At, for example, will you cover my back and will you be bad cop so I can be good cop and those things? What are some of the other things that we need to do? Oh, boy, like in choosing the right agent? Correct. Okay. Um, well, a couple things, and my, my one-on-one coaching clients hate me when I tell them this, but they, they just want me to send them, send me the list of the 20 agents I should pitch my work to. And I said, well, it depends. You know, you have to decide on a few things, right? Because it's individual. Do you want an agent who's a member of the AAR, which is the only organization that kind of governs the activities of agents? You don't have to be a member, but if you are, you have to meet some criteria, and I won't go into that, but it's, it's one thing to kind of uh, filter agents. Do you want a newer established one, right? And everybody assumes the established one is better. What they don't know is that guy or gal who's been around 25 years they might just, they're not hungry necessarily. They yeah. might just call a couple of their buddies, three publishers, and if they don't sell your book, then they drop you. And guess what? Good luck getting another agent after that because no agent's going to want to touch it because it's already been shopped. Um, another one is do you want a New York agent or not? Um, for the most part, I would say uh, you want a New York agent because uh, most likely they're in a better position to have better relationships with people there and be current. Now, there are some successful agents. I was never living in New York. I was in Fort Lauderdale, but I had to work five times as hard to sell things and build relationships. Um, So that's another thing to consider. And then is your agent a specialist or not? And this is one that people don't think about. Um, I'd much rather have, if I have two successful agents to choose from, I'd much rather have the, and I write, let's say, young adult novels, I'd much rather have the agent that lists that as their number one specialty rather than just 20 categories, and young adult is one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and let me just ask you, even though you were based in Florida and, you know, the publishing world kind of rotates around New York in a lot of ways, at least in the agent and pitching mm-hmm. area, that how often did you go up there? Uh, I, it, was, it was actually um, a couple years before I even made my first trip, believe it or not. And and then then I started going more regularly, but I, I would go for sure, um, you know, twice a year. Some agents go. Most agents are going if they're outside of New York. They're usually going quarterly or twice a year at the minimum. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I remember that a couple of times that uh, we went on pitch, uh, you know, my agent and myself, that we went on pitch trips. I mean, I would come back yep. to New York for a couple of days and we would blitz, yep. blitz, and then you'd wait for the offers to come in. How, how common is that now? Uh, boy, it, it all depends on the agent. I mean, um, the, and the, the reason, so people understand this, if you have an author that you really believe in, so this is a credit to you, Judith, someone you really believe in that's a big property you want to take the extra time and those extra steps to set up face-to-face meetings um, because, again, you're taking advantage of everything. It's kind of like, uh, um, yeah, just so people can meet you, they can get you your energy, you have more time that way. Um, people are just more likely to buy from you if you have more time with them So, mm-hmm. and answer so, their questions. So it's, pres- it's, it's that oral presentation. Well, Mark, let me ask you this. I mean, I you know my first book was aged in, actually in 1979, mm-hmm. um, and it's changed a lot. You know, I was wined and dined and limoed, so it, <laughs> <laughs> and it it has changed a lot. Yep. So, um, and I, it's interesting. I think one of the questions is good that you asked. You want a new agent or someone who has been, you know, has got some maybe gray hair and that I you know I would be inclined that I I would I think I'd want a hungry my one side says yeah I want the hungry dude I want I want the puppy dog who's really going to go 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 and and actually do things that they shouldn't do because they don't know any better but might be the best thing that ever happened and but I also realize that people are tired and I also realize there's a third component publishing has changed it is harder to get deals that 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 advances are dramatically down as what they used to be so how fearful are agents and and has it dwindled in number in the last couple of years uh that this one really shocked me because i i was having all the same thoughts and i was making all kinds of assumptions a couple years ago and like uh, especially you know when i was thinking about starting my consulting company you know where's the business going and I started doing my research, and there's still as many agents today as there were a few years ago. Um, now, really? I, I, yes, but here's the big but. I have heard from my clients that a lot of agents, they're still there, and they're still taking on clients, but they're a lot harder to get to um, because basically, like everyone else in the economy, they're having, everyone's having to work five times harder to make what they were making, you know, three years ago, kind of. Uh, so well. they're... they're not so easy to take on the new client. Um, they're actually just working a lot harder to keep their existing clients having careers, and they're they're much slower to take on someone new. But at the same time, it's like uh, you know, new deals are happening every day, and if you're good, you're still going to be wine and dined. All right, it's so the way it is. Well, I like wine and dine. All right, we're going to come into our last break, and then we have a whole bunch we have to drill down into. So what do you expect? Um, I I want to know how do we get a divorce if it's time, and what other tips do you have? This is Judith Riles. My guest is Mark Malatesta. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you sell stuff? Do you want to sell books? Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. 
The free terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract. All equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author You and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no-contract Author You deal. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems, you want solutions. Dr. Judith Browse will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Browse is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303 303- 882207. That's 303-882207. Or email her at judith at briles.com. By the way, is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. 
You know, I should tell all of you listeners that um, if you want to listen to some of our past podcasts, all you have to do is go to the rockstarradionetwork.com and then scroll down, go on the show, scroll all the way down because your guide to book publishing starts with why. So we're at the bottom and you can click on and look at all the shows and just have a field day going through different ones. Also, if you go to the authoru.org website on the home page and you scroll down, the last five shows are always listed and you just when you click on it, bang, it goes immediately live into the content uh, into the uh, podcast. All right, so Mark, we were talking about the AR uh, which is you, which is the um, uh, agents Reps Association, and and what I didn't tell our listeners is there's really just about a thousand literary agents out there, of which only one third of them are members. And one of the criteria to be a member is what? Uh, well, one of the the most important ones is you have to have sold uh, at least ten books, ten book deals within eighteen months, and that might not sound like a lot to you as, a, as an author, but you know, as an agent, that that can be tricky. Um, so. If, if somebody is a member, you know that um, they, they are successful, not just ethical. So it's a great place to start. And also, they're active. They're active, right. which I think is a, which is a very important thing. All right, let's jump over here to um, what are typical Leary agent turnaround times for reviewing queries and, and manuscripts, and do they charge to do that? Uh, no, well, some charge, but you know, don't don't go to those guys if they see anything about reading fees or anything like that. You're you're never sending an agent money; they send you checks, right? So, but turnaround times. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, I know because uh, every week I'm helping new authors get their queries out, and I'm in every step of the process. So here's what I can tell you: Don't listen to what you see about four to six weeks to respond, or three months, or anything like that. Um, my authors, when we send out queries, you're getting, you're going to know, you're going to have 80% of your po- responses in, whether they're positive or negative, within two weeks. 80%. So, so if I don't it, wait for anything more than two weeks. Send out a first round of submissions after two weeks. If you don't have like three people looking or reading your full manuscript or partial, send out more queries. So, and when you send out queries, is there a, a code like a list? Number that you should send out, you should send out one at a time or five no, at a time it, or blanket it? It's, it's, you never want to blanket. It's, it's two things. One, it's based on your genre, right? There are some really small niches out there um, where there might be only 40, 50 agents that actually would even look at that kind of book. It's just mm-hmm. a really small niche. Um, and so, so keeping that in mind, that, that will help decide the number that you send out. But I, I would say this, you don't want to send out your first round of queries to more than 10% of the agents that might be interested. So if you're writing fiction, women's fiction, and there are maybe 700 agents you could submit to, um, even then, I, I just would never start with more than 20 or 30 queries to start. And here's the reason. Every once in a while, and this still happens to me at the highest level with my coaching clients, Every once in a while, we learn something real important during that first round of submissions. Somebody, like a few agents come back, and they all ask the same question. Or we're not getting as much response as we want. We look at the query again, and we go, you know what? Let's tweak this one thing. And if you, if you blanketed everything and you already sent out 500 queries, you don't get that opportunity. 
Yeah, you, uh, yeah, there's not a second chance here. Let me ask you this. if I mean, I know you're coaching. We're going to get into some of the things you do as coaching. But if you were to identify the top three things that a author needs in a query letter to an agent, what would they be? Uh, a killer opening line. Um, authors assume that agents are going to read the whole letter, and they'll bury some of their best stuff. Um, the only thing your the agent is going to read is your subject line of your email, and they might reject you based on that if you don't watch it and then your first line of your query that's all they're going to read and if that first line is good they'll read the next line and if that's good they'll read the next one so don't bury you need a great hook and if you have any kind of credibility or something really impressive in your promotional platform like you have a great blurb from someone famous or something like that open with that if you're previously published open with that if you have a mailing list of 100,000 people open with that because you don't want someone rejecting your book based on the concept, whereas if they might have taken you on if they knew you had a great platform and then saw your concept. So if, you, if you've got a lot of followers, you're huge. And, are, and you mentioned email. So do you query via email or do you do it snail mail? Most of it's email nowadays, and um, I, I don't have percentages, but three ways. You know, there's that way, there's snail mail, and then there's online submission forms, which are the most annoying where the agents have you answer like 35 questions that are unique Ugh. to them, um, irritating. But um, yeah, snail mail's not bad, uh, but most most people want to do email. So let me let's talk about that 35 questionnaire on on the, 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 they want you to fill this all out before you even submit anything. Mm -hmm. So it takes you an hour or so right. to fill out right. that. Or, or so to fill out the bloody thing, yep. and and you have a hundred agents that do it. I mean, who's got the time? So is is there a, what happens if you don't fill out all that stuff? Well, uh, well, that's the problem with the forms is you have to or you can't submit it. So I mean, I I would typically recommend that people do, uh, you know, you filter. Let's say you choose your top forty agents, and then you know, thirty of those let you query by email. Um, I would just submit to them as a starting point. You know, start with the easiest stuff first, and then if there's someone you absolutely love because their history, and you know, you know them what they what they do, then you know, take the time to fill out their form. Okay, Mark, we have about five minutes, so there's two things I have to I have to get yep. into their contracts. First right. is the agent contract, and also the publishing contract. So let's hit on the agent contract first. So what do we need to know about them? Uh, the biggest thing, I mean. The biggest things are going to be don't sign a contract that has that asks you for more than a year. Okay, that's number one. Uh, again, some will ask for two years. Uh, you also you're you're much better off, and how you negotiate this is difficult. But I'm going to trust an agent more if they ask for a year or less. I'm going to trust them more if they if they don't try to lock me into every book I've ever written and every book I'm ever going to write. Um, because the way it should work is they should prove themselves a little bit. So if you know, they're representing this one book, uh, and anything else maybe that you might write during the year, the first year that you're working together. Um, but, you know, beyond that, that, that should be it. And you should have, because basically if you don't watch it, they own everything that you do. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, what was the other big one? Oh, this is the huge one. For anyone who has a life outside of their book, especially if you're a coach or an online marketer, really have to watch the clauses about income. Um, and this is another death clause that I, I have to warn people about. 
there will be clauses in there that basically say any money connected to the project, mm-hmm. the agent gets a, a, a commission no matter who's responsible for the money coming in. So if you're smart, you go, wait a minute. If, I develop, if I'm a self-help author and I do seminars and workshops and maybe get a TV show that's not directly related to this, but the TV producer finds me because of my book, am I really giving my agent 15% of that? Um, no. I, I, but if you sign that contract, you might be. So you, you're, what you're saying is no spin-off um, products that are created indirectly from the book. Right. So, yeah, it's fine print. And so it, it's in there for a good reason for like, you know, merchandise or film rights or things mm-hmm. that would happen through the agent or the publisher. But they, mm-hmm. they get loose and liberal with that language. And, you know, they could take a piece of your whole empire. Exactly. All right. Then what about let's jump over to publishing contracts. They've changed a lot. I know I shared a story with you after I took back my reversions of rights. And do they even have a reversion of rights clause in these uh, modern contracts? Anymore? Well, it, it depends, but they can be useless if you don't watch it. What I would probably try to do is because it, it might say if we're not selling any more books, you get your rights back. But what if you're selling eight digital copies a year? Exactly. They can lock you in. So the smart thing to do would be to have minimums in there. Yes, and, and you know that is exactly what I recommend. And I and I, yeah, I, I, don't let them say ten. I mean, it's got to be in the <laughs> right. hundreds. Right. <laughs> it could be maybe five hundred or three hundred, whatever. But you know, there's a very interesting uh, article that the CEO of Barrett Kohler has out that the the ten awful truths. I don't know if you've seen it in publishing, but the average New York, you know, the the average author, not the celebrity type author, right, every right. average average. 250 books, Mark, the first year. 250, 3,000 live. Ugh. Um, okay, Ugh. well, that's okay. not – wow. I, that, I'm sure it's bad, but I, I can tell you I never had one author that experienced that. And that that's even with mid-size or smaller size publishers. So, I mean, I think they're just factoring in absolutely oh, – oh, oh. Mark, we have every, just a couple seconds. We need to tell people how to get a hold of you. We have <laughs> Carrie. Don't run this soon to do yet. Okay, okay. So how how do we get a hold of you really quickly? Okay. Short and simple. Sixty seconds. Go to literaryagentundercover.com. Literaryagentundercover.com. Singular. Um, you want to do that right away because uh, I have a brand new website with over a hundred articles. Um, free access to the world's most comprehensive and accurate literary agent directory. Yes, it's one hundred percent free. The best thing about all the articles and content. Keep going. Organized very easily. All right. So Mark Malatesta, senior book publishing, go to his website, Literary Agent. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.